the Daily Dribble. This is the Daily Dribble podcast. I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here joining me on a very special episode is Mr. Liam Hancock. Good on, guys. Lee here. And a man who's... His kind of half smile is probably not accurate, an accurate representation of how he's truly feeling. Mr. Roy Hancock. Hi, guys. Um, it's a somber day. It's a very somber day. Stop smiling then. Uh, no, it's, you've got to put on a brave face. But um, yeah, it's been a, been a tough day. And um, yeah, I don't really, don't really know how I'm going to go today. But um, yeah, I just wanted to. Let you know that I'm in, in my feels at the moment. moment. So yeah, hard on so, the sleeve. Look at that. I, you know what I love from you? What? You're still repping, repping the team. You know, in the face of you know a demoralising loss there, the finals it's all but gone. The season's over. Pack her up, boys, and you are still repping the Beantown boys. I have to rep the Beantown boys, and I'll get into something shortly um, regarding team pride. Team pride, and just something that I'd like to get off my chest, but. We'll get Ooh. we'll get into it. Um, we'll get into the rest of the episode. But there's something to look forward to there. Who would have thought the lid stayed on the yeah, whole shoot. time? What, what, what? I said to blow it off. What oh, did I say no. the whole time? The whole time I said the lid is not coming off. To I say the green confetti coming. <laughs> oh, off. that was mine. I, mean, I took fine. it. Took <laughs> it and ran with it. And yeah. here we are. So yes. no, we've got champions though. Oh, we do. We what do a much. week it's been. What a day it's been for not only us but the NBA NBA community as a whole. A massive day for both franchises, mm. win, lose, or draw. Um, you know, a massive episode for us. You know, yep. this is kind of almost like the culminating point, you know, not of our season. Our season goes to the start of next season. But, yeah. you know, the NBA is officially mm. over for another season, lads. So we've got a lot to break through today. Before we get into it, though, a quick shout-out to the Spotlight Sports Network, Pop Culture Pros, and The Cover. Guys, a big shout-out for all your continued support throughout the season. Uh, it's very much appreciated. Absolutely. Guys, the season might have just finished. The season is officially done. The NBA, NBL basketball. What a what a massive hole we have in our lives now. Yeah, yeah it's a void, isn't it? The action and the news will not stop. So be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and LinkedIn for all the latest news from around the league, as well as subscribing wherever you listen to the show. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. We certainly appreciate it because the news will not stop. Comprehensive. We're like clockwork here, aren't we? Just two, four, seven, three, six, five. Got that down to a It's a good feeling, yeah. isn't it? It's just autonomous. Just rolls off, yeah. So, sure. guys, we're going to get into some quick odds and ends from the NBA, the NBL, where they're just going to recap everything finals from game yep. four, five, and six. Just discuss, you know, the future and the, you know, the outlook for both teams mm, and just yes. everything that's, you know, everything finals related. Absolutely. We then have our final instalment of draft deep dive. <laughs> Ooh, Sad one. How That's far are we going? Oh, I tell we, you, are we diving deep? Diving very deep. For our last installment. Mate, right in the Mariana Trench. We're going okay. way down there. You going second round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, Real deep. Get the Coast Guard. Um, so we're looking forward to that with the draft set to set to take place next week. So mm-hmm. a lot to look forward to, guys. Without further ado, though, let's get into some odds and ends. Let's. Let's start with some Hornets news here, Lee. Oh, okay. You want some Hornets news? Yeah, I want some Hornets. It's been a while since we've had a bit of talk about them. Lazy is pricked up. You want to start with the good news or the bad news? Um, I'll give you the choice. No, no, no. You always start with the bad. Oh, bad news. The bad news. Bad bad news bears. So, a bit of of news has come out during the week Mm. that Montrez Harrell. Trez, big Trez. Big Trez has been charged with drug trafficking after being caught with three pounds of marijuana uh, found in his car, charged in Kentucky there. Uh, he's looking at possibly up to five years of jail time. What? Goodness, uh, how, how, so how yeah. much is three pounds? Three pounds, you're looking about a kilo and a half, I believe. Mm. About a 
kilo to a kilo Jeez, and a half. On that side hustle. Um, so big, big trez is <laughs> yeah, not going to be hustling much anymore. We'll yeah. certainly keep you guys up to date with all that. If you do use drugs, use them mm. responsibly. Our, our little message and plug there. Yes. I but, didn't. I didn't under, understand the seriousness of it. Yeah, no, it, it's big. He's in a he's in a world of hot water okay, at the moment. Um, you just wonder, like, I know it's easy to say from afar, but you just yes. wonder, like, the guys who are in the NBA. Uh, oh, in wait, the, hold on, yes. hold on. Is it? No, it's not that no, one. No, no, it's one. not that one. It's not that one. Hold on, where's the soundboard? Quick, you know the one the, I want, don't yes, you? Yes, the sounds have been Stay modified, up. so they they actually won't be on there, Nick. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Stay off the damn weed one. Ready to go. Stay off the damn Sorry, but, uh, what a week to change the soundboard. Oh, that was perfect. That's like the moment we've waited yes. to use that one. But big Trez, horrible news for you guys yeah, because you know the center position is a uh, you know an area that you guys have struggled oh, yeah. for a big part throughout the season and this certainly doesn't aid in that but we'll certainly keep you up to date with what happens with Trez there um you know I certainly hope for the best for him yeah in positive news though you I'm now have a head coach yeah I'm happy with this Kenny Atkinson was yeah. last head coach with the Nets you've, you've signed him on a four-year deal yeah happy with this one I'm happy with this one I think he's shown his um, ability as a head coach in the past and I didn't, I didn't hate James Brago. I actually quite liked him and how yeah. he was developing our players. Yeah. Um, it was obviously his time. His time had come to an end, mm. and I'm very happy with with Kenny Atkinson um, filling his role. Well, no. he's got credentials, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, Which, did you see? Well, what he did with that Nets team, yeah. taking you know a, a non you know a non entity to a playoff team. Jared Allen developed them. Spencer Dinwiddie, all these young players that he kind of brought through the ranks as. Just an ultimate underdog team. So he's got great pedigree in I developing mean, players and getting the most out of them. Has he been, he's been the assistant coach for the Warriors, hasn't yep. he? So, mm -hmm. you know, coming off a championship run as well, what better time to um, get a head coach? Yeah, there you go. Happy, so how do you feel? Do you feel with that those two bits of news, the scales are balanced evenly? Um, I'm a bit sad that Trez is in Big hot Trez. water. But, um, yeah, yeah it balances it out a bit. Looking yes. forward to the, seeing what this team can do, though. I think yeah. Kenny Atkinson is certainly the right man to go forward with that. I know there was other talk about Mike D'Antoni and really doubling down on that offense-first mentality. Yep. Mm. But I think having Atkinson there will just kind of kind of balance up the, uh, the offense it. and defense Agreed. there. Yes. So looking forward to that one. Um, did we see recently some news regarding Zach Levine? Did see this one. Now, we were mentioning the other week that the Chicago Bulls are in a lot of trade talks at the moment. There's been talks of potentially acquiring Rudy Gobert, yeah. but we were mentioning that if this, if that were to happen, then they'd need to hold on to one of their existing high, highly valuable assets in yes. Zach Levine. It's looking very likely according to Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report, that he... Reliable source. Jake. Very reliable, yeah. not just a, not one of these... Clickbaiters. Reddit um, reporters. But, yeah, yeah um, Zach Levine probably will be re-signing with the Chicago Bulls yeah. by all reports. So Big ups for Apex. He'd be frothing that. He'd be loving that. He'd be loving that. He'd be over the moon. I'm not counting that as a guarantee until not, it Oh, happens. it's not a guarantee. Until the fat lady sings A-League. Because the amount of time we've brought some news of this is probably going to happen and then it goes the complete opposite direction. Yeah. It's happened far too many times. So until he, you know, re-signs definitely. I, I'm, I think I'm, it's I, the right move. 27 years old. If yeah. he goes somewhere, like I think he's almost a one, what would you say? He's not a number one. He's like a 1B. He is a, he? he is a 1B. Yes. But I think the thing is, and I think the, thing, the reason why I think he will re-sign is because he wanted to be the leading guy, yep. right? And the only other team that could offer him a contract was the San Antonio Spurs, and he would have been their leading guy, particularly offensively. I guess yeah. they've got DeJounte Murray as well. But 
from all reports, he wasn't happy with where San Antonio would have been in terms of their rebuild. They've yeah. still got a while to go until they're climbing back up those Western Conference yeah. standings. He stays in Chicago, still gets an absolute bag. DeMar DeRozan in the twilight of his career at the moment. On the back nine. Back nine, love that. Um, yeah, so I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to stay, still have the opportunity to lead the franchise yeah. or be that one B at the very Absolutely. least and contend for a championship. Because he got a taste for it this season. The yeah. first time he's tasted, you know, postseason action, yep. you know, once you get that little taste for it, you want more. Yeah. You want more. It's oh, After what we've just spoken about, it's like a drug, isn't it? Yes. But <laughs> you, you just want you more. So I think for him this is the right move. I think the Bulls are building in the right direction. Mm. Um, and I think keeping Zach Levine is a huge aspect of that. Mm. Likewise. Speaking of trade news, a couple of little one, well, a couple of a, a little one, then a, a big one. Bigger I would, one. I would, I would say a big trade. I'd say a big one. We'll yeah. start with the little one, but with draft night just around the corner, we had the news breaking that the Thunder are going to receive Jermichael Green and a 2027 first round pick. Mm. Um, and with that, they'll be exchanging with the Nuggets. The Nuggets will receive a, the 2022 first round pick, the number 30 pick, and two future second round picks. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a huge move. It's no, bring like, some from my point of view. It just brings some veteran presence to a young OKC team, which I like. Little concerning though, you know. I, I know it's a, a salary, um, you know, saver there for the Nuggets. Mm, you know, with is. with Porter Junior, Murray, Jokic, all on those massive contracts, freeing up a bit of space and reducing the lack, la, 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 luxury, luxury tax, yeah. luxury tax there. Yeah. Yes, I think it's almost a negative that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I think it almost signals if you're a team who really want to compete, really want to go for it, luxury tax isn't an issue. As we've seen with the Warriors, you know, the largest tax bill in the league just about. Um, You know, I think if you're a contending team, money's out the door, you go for it. So I think so as well. And the picks they're receiving are really just Uh, non-factors. I think it's good for the Thunder getting that first-round pick. They're giving up the number 30 pick in this year's draft. Two future second round picks doesn't really dent their war chest. Although, do you you know what the Nuggets might be thinking? Where did... Nikola Jokic get picked up when he got drafted. I reckon that was mid-second round. Yeah, they was... might be thinking, we've got another Jokic here. <laughs> tell you we'll what, give up Jermichael and take We'll get Jokic. another Jokic. Yeah. If they can pull that off, fair play. Yeah, fair but play indeed. A small trade, nevertheless. We'll move ahead to the bigger trade that broke yesterday. Mm, yes. The Dallas Mavericks receiving Christian Wood and in exchange, the Rockets receiving Bojan Majanovic, yep. oh. Marquise Chris, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and the 26th pick in this year's draft. Yes. Now, that is Bellas. a significant trade. Well, we. This is a huge trade. This yeah. is a huge trade, and I think the Mavs have absolutely knocked it out of the park here. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're getting the centre, 26 year, years old, averaged 18 points, 10 rebounds, 2.5 assists, and shot 39% from three last season. Mm. He's a budding superstar, I think. I see so that potential I. there just with his skill set. Only concerned to sometimes his effort, his lack on defense, certain locker room issues. But I think that's situation-based. Yep. I think now, you know, going from a bottom feeder to a, a contending team now, yep. I think he's going to thrive. Yeah. Look, and, I, and The Mavs gave up nothing. They, they, gave up nothing. they literally uh, gave up jack all. They gave up four rotation, yep. non-rotation players and what was it, the 20, 26th pick in this year's draft. Yeah. Yep. What do you guys think of this one? You'd love it if you were Christian Wood. I tell you what, going oh. from the Houston Rockets, you, you mm. said um, uh, concern factor was his effort levels. That's because he was on the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Now you go going to the Mavs with Luka Doncic. I don't think we've seen Christian Wood in a position where he's paired alongside, alongside some actual talent. Um, mm. yep. And I don't know if Christian Wood is in. James Harden, not talent? I, I don't even He was at the Pistons when Harden. Wasn't he there for a season? 
No, it was Clint Capella, I, mean, I think. Maybe. I mean, even if James Harden was there, though, like James Harden was that ISO player. There, yes, was, no, there was no dishing off distributing. Imagine playing with Luca. I would argue and say that Luca's probably the one guy, or top three at least, that you'd want to play with in the league. Yeah. And there's a name, you know, I, I know we spoke about quite extensively Boston mm. this season, probably the Hornets, getting that that big man, mm. but a big man who can stretch the floor. And yeah. there's a name, like we spoke a lot about Miles Turner probably being the big name. Christian Wood, I think, is just going to fit perfectly into this team. Seamlessly, yeah. Gave up nothing. I guess on the Rocket side, the only thing I can see, you know, that you know, they're they're in the rebuild, but they've mm. gone that step further. Mm. Uh, we didn't see that much game time of our Prince Sangoon this season. Uh, yeah, their well, pickup yeah. in this year's draft, so yeah. we'll see an increased responsibility for him. And they've got you know the number three pick in this season's draft, who's most likely going to be a big man, whether it's Holmgren. Uh, Bancaro, yeah. uh, you know, it's looking like they'll acquire another big there. So going all in on that front and just line up with the Jalen Green timeline a little bit better. Where does this place Dallas, in your opinion? Does this place Dallas as, were they already legitimate contenders or do you think next year with this addition that they've gone to legitimate contenders in the West at least? I think, oh, this is a tough one. I think they do go to legitimate contenders. I think Luke is that good. Mm-hmm. I think Brunson, if they can keep him, I think that's the big piece. Like, I think keeping him is a must, and I think they will pay him. Okay. I, I don't think Mark Cuban, his, his pockets aren't shallow, so I think <laughs> he will step up to the plate and pay what's needed to keep him. And, like, this team, the sky's the limit, I think. Mm-hmm. What he about goes, you, Lee? I, it's a tough I, one. I think they're probably another piece away. Um, and what piece is that? Yeah, that's think? what another, I'm doing. Another shooter? Well, they could. down defender? Maybe, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the piece. I think they're another piece away, though, nonetheless. Because um, you look at the two teams that are in the finals this year, um, they were, you know, top of top of the league. Um, yeah, I think they're another piece away. But it's, piece. A, it's definitely the right direction, in my opinion. Row like it? Yeah, I absolutely love this um, trade. And, yeah, you are spot on in terms of saying that the Dallas Mavericks, like this was the piece that they desperately needed. They yeah. needed that elite big man. And maybe he's not like like. Not I guess that's elite tier, right now, but yeah. he's got the potential to be really solid for them, particularly on a good team. Just getting on top of those, I guess, mental issues, the mm-hmm. discipline, the yeah. lack of effort, as you were yeah. referring to, Nick. I think if they, he can get on top of that, he could be like a 23 and 12 type player yeah. regularly. Oh, yeah. And oh, that alongside out. Luka Doncic spells trouble that, for the rest of the league. That's scary. That mm. is scary. I'm looking forward to seeing how that combination works. Me too. Um, for the Rockets, the only thing that, you know, I was, last night we put a post up this morning, actually, it was about this trade. Yeah. Go check that one out if you haven't already, guys. Um, just in regards, I was trying to think of ways that this kind of makes sense for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. And in theory, you know, I, I see the idea of, you know, increasing Sengun's responsibility, giving more time to this draft pick. They could have still done that, mm. but waited. Mm. Waited yeah. a month, waited two months, and got far better packages. They just jumped at the first first offer that came their way that was absolute garbage. Mm. The thing uh, that I'm thinking is... Is it was it potentially just like a matter of getting a guy who wasn't toxic but added to that disruption in the locker room and disruption among teammates? Do they want to just get the team chemistry on the right track as soon as possible? I think that's potentially what's happened. Um, but in saying that, you're right. Like they did jump the gun. They they probably could have got a decent decent package or some decent assets in exchange for Wood. Yeah. But gotta say, I'm I'm gonna miss the. Well, it was a, it was the European three. Now it was then it was the European two after Pausey left. Yeah. Mm. Now it's the European one. No Bobby and no Luca. It's a little together. bit sad. Do you think just on the Rockets that these 
guys will stay with the team? No, no. They'll, they'll be moved on no very chance. quickly. I was just thinking just then, Boban won't stay. Um, Get Boban to the Lakers. Little oh, backup center. Wouldn't just, mind that. Yeah, wouldn't mind yeah. Okay. Let him just take up the brunt to get in the boards, save LeBron <laughs> and AD's body a little more so. But uh, He loves the big market teams. Yeah, he does. It yeah, I'd like to see that Houston. one play out. Yeah. Lads, do you have anything else from the NBA? Nothing from the NBA, no. Let's move ahead to a couple of quick points from the NBL. Mm. Uh, the news during the week, I guess the big bit of trade news between teams here, was the news that the Wildcats have signed a former Breakers player, Corey Webster, on a two-year contract. He's a super fun player to watch. Mm. He really cooks. He's now 33 years old. But he's shown over the last few seasons his ability to score and be that outside threat. In the 2019-2020 season, scored just under 20 points a game, mm-hmm. as well as four rebounds, four assists. Now, in a 10-minute quarter, that's, that, is oh, that's so, that is solid, solid yeah. output. Yeah. Uh, brings a heap of championship pedigree as well. He was part of the Breakers 3 Pete mm-hmm. between 2011 and 2013. So, And quite a rivalry they had with the Wildcats at that time. So... I think he's going to be a perfect guy just to compliment Bryce Cotton there as well. They've had a, they've had a, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of teams who are going to be improving next season. Mm. There's been a lot of, I a lot guess, of movement, sneaky acquisitions over yeah. this offseason when you probably won't actually understand, I guess, the impact until the games the actually start unfolding. next season. Yep. But yeah, that's, that's a biggie. Big key, key, key signing, I think, for the Wildcats because mm. they need that, that pace to help that running mate with Cotton. So looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. Yep. On the Jack Jumpers front, we had the news break today that uh, we just will... I'm gonna stop you. There, no, Nick. please. I've got to set the mood for this. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I tell you what. Please they... proceed. Hey, well, I tell you what, I, I hate to see what the other two sounds are like. They're pretty depressing so far, aren't they? They're depressing, but for, for, for good reason. reasons. But I feel like I'll never see the sun again. That's okay, mate. <laughs> it's not let's, okay. Let's have our goodbyes. Let's our goodbyes. Our goodbyes go out to Josh Adams, our reigning best and fairest. What more can you say about this guy? Really played with everything on the line. Playing like this, like as we just alluded to, like there was going to be no tomorrow. Um, And also losing Kyle McIntosh there. So, fellas, how do we feel about this? That's devastating news. Um, It's one of those things, isn't it? It's like we knew it would happen, particularly when he, you know, we were hearing rumours that he was getting offers from China. Love the dramatic fade down of the music as well. <laughs> Not very subtle, though. You've been doing the same position for about <laughs> that's a, seven That's seconds. a real slow uh, fade, isn't it? Yeah, that's a real slow fade. It's no laughing matter. But um, I think after we heard that he was getting significant offers from China, yep. um, I, we all thought, well, his time in Tassie is slowly but surely come to an end. And yep. that's It's it's really sad because he was, sweet, isn't it? he because, was yeah. the guy who got you through the turnstiles on a weekly basis down yeah. here in Tassie. He's a guy who big can ticket item. hit big shots. He was, uh, yeah, man of the moment. And then obviously Mikhail McIntosh, big Merv. Big Merv. Yeah. We heard a couple oh. of weeks, I think, ago that um, big yeah. Scotty Roth said that um, they were going to be offloading him. So that wasn't as much of a surprise. But, you know, still still quite sad news to see the back of these two, particularly J.A. I had the opportunity the other week, came into store, had a bit of a conversation, shook his hand, Mr. Yep. Uh, Mr. CEO there, Simon Brookhouse. Yep, did. love that. Um, had a bit of a chat to him and he said that the big kind of thing that they were targeting at the minute and working on were the imports. So mm-hmm. uh, watch this space. We'll certainly, you know, see some names starting to come to the forefront there. But, you know, huge losses. Be great to say, it's great to have Josh Majet mm. back signed yeah, on. Yeah, that's a big Will one. Magne, healthy, ready to go, fit and firing, you know, with that NBA, NBL experience. Huge piece there. I think we'll be back there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see mm. who these imports are. Mm. Do, you, do you know what would be absolutely sick, and I really hope this doesn't happen? Right. 
J.A. No. wouldn't go to another NBL franchise, would he? The only he's not hit. he can't do that to us. He wouldn't do that to us. The, oh, the only thing I can see happening in a world is probably the Kings. That that oh, market, that would no, that no, you Jalen Jalen Adams potentially leaving, and Josh oh, Adams comes in. I wouldn't mind a swap. No, I no, no. <laughs> I don't think the rain uh, you have will be coming down here. No, I don't think we but, have the money uh, to accommodate Jalen. I, I expect him to head over to China. I reckon. Yeah, I money talks. You know, you got a limited time frame on your career. So, say you did go to the Kings, is he your enemy now, or is he? No. Okay. He, he'd still get a round of applause, but there'd be a bad taste in your mouth mm. if you went to any other NBL franchise. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's a that's a funny one because, oh, he did so much, and we grew so attached to him. <laughs> You know, you kind of think, oh, can you really hate mm-hmm. our inaugural best and fairest winner? So but, if you went to the, you know, the Shanghai Sharks, he'd still be one of our boys, yeah, wouldn't he? But absolutely. if he goes to the Kings, he sort of wouldn't be an enemy. Tell but what, it, I tell you yeah. what, the fifth and dribble boys would become bigger enemies. Ah, oh, no, wouldn't be having uh, them back on the shark. <laughs> no, absolutely. So the, you know, we've thrown out the warning there, fellas, but just let it be known if Adams goes to you guys, we're cutting all ties. Cut ties. Absolutely, fellas. Excellent. Let's move ahead. And discuss some NBA finals. The Daily Dribble. Wow. Where do we begin? The Warriors take it today. Their fourth title in eight years, sixth finals appearance in eight years. They really are, there's no other word to describe them but a dynasty. This, well and truly, if Mm. there were any doubts in anyone's mind about using that word, this Mm. has surely put it to rest now. Steph Curry claims that elusive finals MVP award, you know, so very, very well deserved. you know, let's let's start it. I think we started with game four and to quickly recap yeah, what happened, we'll do that. and then we'll recap everything at the end. Now, yeah, I'm reliving bad memories, but go ahead. This now, I tell you what, this series could be split in two halves. Up until the last quarter of game four, yep. before that, everything before and everything after. Mm. Before that, the Celtics were well and truly favoured at yeah. the ascendancy. Two one up, mm. things were looking good. Could have well and truly gone three one up. Yeah, that fourth quarter completely blew it. We're outscored. How's it? How's this? The last five minutes, they scored three points, went one of eight from the field and one of seven from three. You know, they really held control control for the most part of the game. But the Warriors back into that game, a 17 to three run. And just at that point, it was kind of like, oh, you know, that was the one. That was the one that got away. You yeah. get 3 1 up, as we spoke about. You know, you're, you're nearly there. Yep. You're nearly there. The odds certainly are well and truly in your favor. Mm. Wiggins was big in this one with 17 points, 16 rebounds. But it really was all about Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Forty-three points, ten rebounds, four assists, seven of fourteen from three, and that was the point. Like this was, a, I wrote down a little point here. Mm. I had, you know, at that point the Warriors won two apiece, mm. and I thought even if the Warriors lose, he could still win MVP. If it goes six or seven, I think yeah. he could still yeah, win yeah. his MVP. Yep. Now here's a bit of trivia for you lads. Trivia. There's only been one ever guy who's won the finals MVP on a losing team. On a losing team. One ever. Do you know uh, who it is? One ever. Jeez. Oh, I don't. I don't. Is it? And can I, I'll give you a clue. This yeah, series, please. He played on a team who played against the Celtics. Kobe. No. Magic. No. I'll give you a clue. Oh. 1969, the first ever finals MVP. Jesus. Oh, 1969. Who Iconic. Is we still see him every time we watch a game. Who is it? Who Who is it? Jerry West. Oh, Big Jay. Big yes. Jerry West, yes. the first ever, you know, finals MVP and the only one to win as a losing yep. losing the player. Loser. But nevertheless, Steph Curry didn't lose. Uh, game five, <laughs> no, the Warriors didn't. winning that one, 104 to 94. 
Weird game. The Warriors held control for the most part outside of a third mm. quarter rally from the Celtics. Yep. Um, Tatum, 27, 10 and 4. Big game. Brown, 18, smart, 20. Curry, how's this one? After yeah. the heights of game four, mm. he had 16 points, four rebounds, eight assists, yet went zero of nine from three, the first mm. time in his playoff career that he hadn't made a three. That's yeah. a big stat. Wow. Huge stat. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't that- happen, doesn't it? Well, as, we can, as we've seen, doesn't happen very often, if at all. And this was the game that kind of got away. It was an 18-6 to 6 turnover count. Another one that, to be honest, they all feel like games that got away. But, you know, the turnover count was the one that really mucked up the Celtics and was, you know, a recurring theme. 18 turnovers to 6. Um, you know, the Celtics won the rebound count, had twice as many free throws. Mm. Warriors went 9-40 of 40 from 3, and yet they still won by 10. Still won. It just shows to me their finals experience and it shows the Warriors composure in big games towards the end of the season even when everything isn't going their way yeah and to be honest like sometimes they might even prefer that they they might even prefer the backs against the wall because they've got a few big personalities on that team who would thrive when they've you know almost been written off or they're you know have adversity against their name but yeah you know having the experience in big games over the course of their career has been really invaluable and we saw at times throughout the course of some of these games particularly with the turnover numbers for the Boston Celtics Mm. even their big dogs were sort of overawed by the situation and it was plain plain and obvious to see. Do you want another fun fact real quickly? Give us another one. You know this was game five so we still had game six today before that point Jason Tatum actually broke the record for the most turnovers in a postseason. Not good, JT. At the end of game five, 95 turnovers across 23 games. Mm. And we'll touch on that a little bit in a moment. Mm. But for this game, it was the bench that killed them. They were really playing five men because their bench, outside of garbage time in the last minute, Mm. White and Williams combined for four points, whereas Poole and Payton combined for 29. Did the damage. You know, a 25-point difference in, you know, normal time was just horrendous. Yep. And again, was a point I'll mention in a moment, but the bench for the Celtics after game one has just completely and utterly shut the bed. It's yeah. really disappointing because I, I guess Derek White prior to that was a guy who we thought could have a big impact in this series. Grant Williams against the Bucks was huge. Mm, and Grant as well, yeah. Gone to sleep at the wheel. Yep. Transitions to game six. No, 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 no. Wiggins had the best game of his career yeah. in Game Five. Don't you give dare us some move Wiggins on. love? All right, give us some Wiggins love. Uh, at least I, I think he had the the greatest game of his career in this Game Five. It was he, phenomenal. He saw that Steph Curry wasn't wasn't you know he's been been yeah. his normal Steph Curry self, and he stood up and and he wasn't. It's not like he was even doing anything out of the ordinary, Andrew Wiggins. I think he was doing what he always does, but to a very high level. High degree. Um. 26 yeah. and 13 in this one. Phenomenal. And what a coming of age kind of series this was for him. And then, again, another player we'll speak about in a moment. Game six today, the Warriors win 103 to 93. This game had started like a house on fire, and I thought the Celtics were on hot. They went out of the gates. 14-2. 14-2. <clears throat> How's this? After that point, the Warriors, to end the first quarter and to start the second quarter, <laughs> went on a 21-0 to run. Yeah, holy that shit! That, that was it. that was that was effectively it. Stephen Stephen A brought out the ski goggles and the champagne. He was ready to go in the second quarter. Um, oh, from so that bad. point, the Warriors really controlled the game. A little third quarter rally from the Celtics. It was their last push. Last push wasn't yeah, enough. Jalen Brown, thirty-four points, seven rebounds. Horford had nineteen points, fourteen rebounds. Draymond Green, big twelve points, twelve rebounds, eight assists. 
Three threes. Three threes, two steals, two blocks. Absolutely incredible and by far his best game of the series. The finals MVP had 34.7 rebounds and just really stamped his foot on this game as he has all series. Crowned unanimously finals MVP. So very well deserved. Mm -hmm. Long overdue. Fellas, let's talk about this. So as our resident Celtics fan wrote, tell us your emotions at the moment. Um, yeah, mixed emotions, I guess you could say. Um, definitely upset that, you know, we got to the, you know, the the finals, but we just couldn't get the job done. And, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow, as I'm sure. Like, so happy that you kept that lid on because it would have made it oh so much worse yeah, had you not. I could have never taken the lid off. Just, I wouldn't have been able to come, come back on the pod. Yeah, me my too. Lid my lid was well and truly off. My lid was off for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know it was. But then at the same time, I look at it and I go, look, the Warriors, as you said before, using the D word, they're they're a dynasty, and this is a once in a sort of generation type team. And to go down against the Warriors, it's you know you can still keep your head high if you're the Celtics. Yep. The other reason I'm I can sort of take it is the fact that we've still got plenty of upside. The Celtics, mm. like we look at our star players, mm. and they're still they probably a few years away from hitting their prime, really. So we look at Jalen Brown and Jace Tatum. They've still yeah. got so much upside, so much potential. They'll learn from this as a lot of the, you know, superstars and legends of the game have when they've gone down in a series. But, you know, all credit to the Golden State Warriors because they have come back from, I guess, the bottom of the pit and crawled their way back up with their superstars returning and, you know, to win to win the ultimate prize again. It's just an unreal effort. I think that's why. I think that's why this championship hit so hard for them. You saw Steph in tears yeah. before the mm-hmm. game had ended. It was because two years ago they weren't even sitting at the bottom of the West. They were sitting at the bottom of the league. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And to come back when you fall off that horse, it's hard to get back up. When you fall off, you have these injuries. Your whole supporting cast mm-hmm. leaves. Mm-hmm. To come back up, get back on that horse and win another chip, this this is why it was such a big, big championship for these guys. Mm. And I think, you know, just from hearing other reports after the game and from myself, I think this does enhance everything else that they've achieved so far. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah, you look yeah, at yeah. what happened in that series against the Cavs, they, you know, people could argue, okay, Kyrie went down, Kevin Love went down. Okay, mm-hmm. they kind of almost got an easy one, even though it was against LeBron. Okay. And they won with KD. Well, you had KD, the kind of the, the deck was stick, yep. stacked in your favor, but they did it now. They've come back from the bottom as low as you can go against all, you know, obstacles thrown in their way, coming up against, you know, the best team arguably in the league in the back mm. half of the season, the best defensive team in the league. Yep. You know, they've gone through it the hard way and they've come out on top. So I think it just elevates everything that they've done and adds so much to Steph's legacy as well. Yeah, yeah I, um, I, I love that about Steph as well because, I mean, yes, they came up against the best defensive team, but Steph came up against the depoy. And, you know, for the majority of those games... Didn't he, even feel like he was depoy. No, he, he did not look like depoy, did no. he, Marcus? But um, that just goes to show the absolute greatness that is Steph Curry. A couple like, of points on Curry. Let's seem... do some Curry talk here. Chef's cooking. Yeah. Go All ahead. Right. What do we, oh, Nick. <laughs> what do we think now? We've, you know, we'll do it quickly, and we can probably touch on this later. Don't need your whole top ten list, but we spoke about this a few weeks ago with the guys from the fifth and dribble. Mm. The big number, four titles, four titles now adds that Finals MVP to the list as well. Is he a top ten player? Yes, I, I think that people 
I, I, I'm saying yes, and you say your answer, and then I just want to say something on that topic. Yes. He's a top 10 player. Yep. Here we go. Lee, Lee hates the top 10. He hates it. No, I, I just want to talk about this for a second because people that were waiting until Golden State won and Steph Curry to win his finals MVP to put him in that top mm-hmm. 10 list, I, I think are just stupid. If you didn't have Steph Curry in your top 10 before, you know, winning the championship, you're stupid. He was doing every, not everything for that team, but he's, he's obviously the biggest factor as to why, you know, they won the chip this year. Okay, big yeah. boy, let me throw some questions at you he's two in terms 10. of players over. Do you have him over Tim Duncan? Oh, I do. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah Completely different players, but yeah, I guess in terms of top 10 most influential and best Great basketball news. players, yes. Larry Bird. Oh, over birdie. Um, this is hard. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that's – I won't put him over birdie. TBD, because his career is still going. TBD indeed. Okay, yep. here's one. Last one. Kobe Bryant. No. Th- th- no. This is what I don't like about the top ten, trying to place other people over other people because they're, different, a, they're different players. This is um, this is tough because I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan. I do. You have him over Kobe. I've got him over Kobe. Oh, Kobe. Yeah, okay. well, this is the thing with there top ten, go. isn't it? It's it's, it's subjective. subjective. It is very subjective indeed. But for Steph, you know what I love as well. Mm-hmm. Even that game, he had sixteen points. What he does for this team is so much more than what he puts in the box score. Yes, because yep. the the gravitational pull that he has on offense, like getting double, triple teamed, like he he you know garners so much attention. It just frees up Wiggins to have the game he did. Thompson, Draymond, all these other players. I. I'm trying to think if there's a player in the league who kind of warrants as much it's attention not, as he does. Listen, Absolutely not. I don't know if you saw, but pretty much every play throughout the whole final series, you had to guard Steph Curry as soon as he crossed that, you know, the, heart, the, the halfway, halfway line. Halfway line. Yep. Um, I saw Marcus Smart face-to-face as soon as he's crossed the halfway line, and that just opens up so much space for um, the other four on the floor to – you know, open mm. up. Clay's open for three. Oh, God, I wish you know, like... I wonder, you know how in footy they show how far the players have run yeah. over the course of the game? Yep. I reckon Steph would be up there because Put I think he, he does a lot of his work off the ball. He does a lot of his work running to spaces, exhausting his opposition player. That's probably the one major thing that he does that doesn't show up, show up in the yep. box score, just the running off the ball, getting to spots. But as you were mentioning, like not only does he run off the ball and get to spots, but he takes these other players with him. With him. And it can often be two to three players depending on what kind of night he's having. You, know, you reckon he's doing a little Rihanna feet Drake number? Rihanna feet Drake number? What? Yeah, little what you work. Little work. He's little doing a little work. work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, <laughs> with Steph. Yeah, okay. okay, so i just tell you what. Well, actually, I'll transition it then to the whole, the Warriors as a whole. Yep. Is the dynasty going to continue? What happens now for the Warriors? I, I, Looking ahead to next season, are mm. they still there? Are they still the that uh, was, the team to beat? That was one of my questions. Is this the start of another run? I think so. Because you, you look well. at you, – they've got their, their core, their dynasty core, but then their supporting cast too. We I said it last like, week and we said it. What do we say at the start of the season? Oh. They're in the perfect position in, mm. in, I guess, in regards to contending now. Yeah, and having those players for the future as well. Yeah, like they are in such a good spot. You think it's going to continue? Yeah, their supporting cast is so young. You look at Jordan Paul two years ago. Any moves to... you need to make then? You reckon? No, their their front office is great at developing players. The coaching mm. staff. Shout out yeah. to that Joe Laker, yep. owners, the front office, everyone as a whole, this whole organization, and it comes back to that Nuggets point. 
the fact is they spent the money. Mm. They spent the money and they reaped the rewards for it. You know, these teams are kind of trying to avoid the luxury tax, you know, for what purpose? If mm. you're if you're owning the team, you're you going s- for it. You want to win. Yeah. What are you saving money for? You know? um, mm. But throw yourself, you think they're, they're back there next season? Oh, it'd be impossible to say that they won't be because they've really set the standard once again yep. for a team that... I love it. I just love the way this worked out for them. Yeah, it's a fairy, fairy tale story, isn't it, really? The mm. fact that they've, they were up at the very top, fell all the way back down and now... Once again, climbed back up. It's, That's a ticker. Um, it's, yeah, they've shown a lot of heart indeed. Before we speak about the Celtics, last question mm. on Steph Curry. What was the better celebration? In the third quarter, <laughs> the old ring uh, finger, the, point uh, to that, or the fourth time. quarter, go to sleep, it's over? It had to be the third quarter ring point. Just That's early to for, call. For the, yeah, for the fact that it was in the third quarter. <laughs> that is an early call, and they got it back to, you know, eight to ten points. That, it could have. Really backfired, but he knew. The he one, knew. The one that really um, put a dagger in my heart, though, was the go to sleep yeah, uh, in yeah, the fourth because uh-huh. that that was when I think everyone was of the understanding of what was going to go down. Well, it's just a yeah. weird fourth quarter. Again, you know, the bench was horrendous for the Celtics in this one. You know, White, Williams, mm. non-factors, really. Um, I was surprised that they started. Started that fourth quarter. They didn't have Tatum and Brown on the floor. Mm. I think if 12 minutes to go, you got 12 minutes – to save your season, to win a championship. Why are you lots, on the bench? You know, saving that one or two minutes wasn't it. Lots of opportunities in that fourth quarter, a lot of missed tips. Mm. Um, and again, it was the turnover count in this one. Offensive boards let them down. So for the Celtics, moving forward, what happens now? Well, I don't think they're going to be making a hell of a lot of changes over the offseason because, I, I mean, at the end of the day, their regular season, particularly since the new year um, came about, was incredible. Um, both defensively and mm-hmm. offensively, got to the finals. And, you know, I don't know. Were they favourites coming into the finals? I'm not I quite sure. If they they were, I thought 86 to yeah, 14 or yeah, something, wasn't 80 it? Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Was but, that ESPN? Yeah. I believe it was. Which was absolute bollocks. Yeah, that's come that, up with that number is on just on a different planet. Yes, I'm with you. But yeah. I, I don't think they're going, going to be making a hell of a lot of changes over the offseason. There might be a slight tweak. Possibly Horford moves on, maybe? I think he'll stay. He'll, I think he'll Horford stay. will stay. Do you um, need to bolster the bench? Because you're you playing do. with five blokes. I think you one. do. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Um, but and then, in regards yep. to the Brown and Tatum situation, Brown, you know, was a lot more consistent, I think, and showed a real aggression at mm. times that was slightly diluted. You know, those spin and drives were just... A turnover fest. Yes. But, yeah. you know, he played with it all, whereas Tatum almost looked subdued. And, you know, he was very, very ordinary. And for the most part of the series, got outplayed by Andrew Wiggins. I feel like this mm-hmm. will almost be the turning point for Jason Tatum in terms of he's going to go from, as you said, being a subdued player at times, particularly in the big moments, to a guy who is overly aggressive and, you know, has a killer mentality, particularly oh, in You the reckon this quarter. is the one to really spark it? I think you, you'll come across a lot of Hall of Famers over the course of their career, and they probably met a sort of fork in the road to a certain extent. Do I keep playing as I have been Good playing analogy. or do I, you know, fix these obvious weaknesses in my game and go to the next level? And I think that's what he'll probably do. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Lee, do you think they make any moves or need to address anything urgently? Well, I don't. Uh, I pretty much agree with the row, but in, in the in the talks of um, our Horford, I don't think he'll be playing a majority of the regular season. You bring him in when he's most valuable, and that's towards the latter end of the season and the playoffs. So someone's going to probably have to fill that big role. Um, mm. But that's all I can. Think How about of. Rob Williams next year? Hopefully, coming in healthy. Healthy. That's a big. Point that's as a well. huge one. That's a huge point as well. That certainly didn't do you guys any favors whatsoever. Yep. 
there's a lot to build on and they they're getting there aren't they they've taken their lumps a couple of conference finals now made the finals now they're edging closer and closer mm-hmm. i you know you know i've notoriously bashed on the celtics as i have to as a lakers fan but yes. i just think they're possibly a move or two away from being in i don't know if this mm. iteration of the team you know they they took it up to the warriors fair play to them i just don't know with the way the league's going mm. If they're quite there yet, if like you're if I Brad Stevens, next season, I think they're not in that top tier of teams. If you're Brad Stevens in the head office, what changes are you looking at over the next season? Then I think you need more off the bench. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they, you know, I don't think they've done enough developing the players like Peyton Pritchard, no, um, Naismith, these other guys. They were really playing a, a five man rotation because Derek White, well, let's say a five and a half, Derek White was here and there, Grant Williams mm. was non existent. It just wasn't enough. So I think they need more. I'll tell you what else hitters. they need. A few more hitters and a few. I think they need a, a, a wily veteran off the bench mm. because mm. that's what, sh- before you go there, sorry, Lee, but the Warriors' depth, they were able, like Steve Kerr was able to throw so many different options and schemes and, you know, different mm. lineups out. Bialitsa came out. Gary Payton came out. Iguodala came mm. out. Yeah. You know, Paul still coming off the bench there, you know. <laughs> Looney coming off the bench at times, yep. starting Otto Porter, if not coming off the bench. Um, Kaminga, Moody. Like, Steph was coming off the bench Steph at some was, points. In that series against the, the Grizz, wasn't yeah, it? Coming yeah. off the bench, what they were able to do, even in the finals, play such a deep rotation and just enable, you know, Andrew Wiggins was playing 44 minutes a game, but Steph, mm. high 30s, yep. gives him time to have a breather, whereas the Celtics just ran out of steam. They did. Good yep. for the first couple of games, ran out of steam. Yep. I was going to say, the Celtics, I don't know if you agree with me, but they are missing a floor general. Marcus Smart isn't a floor general. And I wouldn't say Jason Tatum or um, Jalen Brown is, and it's not their job to be. Yep. Um, but I, I think they're missing someone to facilitate their whole offense. When I'm they're... looking forward to doing a few trade, uh, fire up the old, yeah, tra- trade, mate, the trade machine, and <laughs> you know, we'll certainly do a season recap in the coming weeks. Um, but take nothing away from them. Mm. Second half of the season, yeah. they will by far... Like they looked dead and gone. They had written them off well and truly. Uh, half you know, what November, December, they looked awful. They're probably like it was early days, but they probably were at about 12th in the east or thereabouts. And we were thinking they just, there was just no Celtics were nowhere, yeah. and the, the Hornets were flying. And you yeah, and I were like, well, right. we're living in an alternate yeah, reality. You can never read into the first few months of the right. season, but yeah, that it's an incredible story how they turned it around. But an even more incredible story for the Golden State Warriors how they've reclaimed the ultimate. Um, championship and quickly just Ume Adoka there yeah. first season as a head coach he'll Jeez. you know making the finals he will grow develop yep. you know he'll be better prepared next season so no doubt the Celtics will bounce back do you so, want to throw back talking about like you can't trust the first couple of games of the season I'd love one I, I remember when I thought the Washington Wizards were going to the finals after that. <laughs> oh, you can't, I can't eight even game remember who, who started kind of uh, because Bill was out wasn't it and they had like all these other guys stepping up yeah, and falling out food. yeah the Knicks were up there what a weird season it happens every for a season review it's gonna be I have, a, I, have, I have a question in terms of the Golden State Warriors and a player in particular mm. yeah was this Andre Iguodala's last game in the NBA? No. Um, no I reckon he comes back. Warriors team, just that bench guy, won't really play. He's almost like a Udonis Haslam now, mm. but the, yeah. I think what he can bring yeah. off the court, huge. Yeah, I was huge. tempted to say no there, but I think, I, you've ra- you did I think you've raised a good point. I think he doesn't necessarily need to have much court time. He can yeah. just be there for leadership. And when they, he needs to come on for a few minutes every now and again, 
Is there any guys around who have been to the big dance? And I know mm. Steph, Draymond, Clay, well, all of them have been there now, but having yep. that guy, that stabiliser. Well, I was um, looking at some of the post-game interviews um, and talking about leadership on the Golden State Warriors. And, like, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Jordan mm. Paul, all mentioned um, Andre Iguodala, like, yeah. first when they were talking about, you know, who they went to for advice yep. and, you know, to help improve their game and get them out of the dark. Every team when... needs someone like that. They do. So I, I hope he stays. The only reason I think he might, that might be the end for him, was because Steve Kerr brought him on for, like, the last 30 seconds. Oh, I think more so maybe because he's been a part of it since yeah. the start, getting yeah. that end on court with the boys he started it with. Perhaps. Um, yeah. I said interesting thought. I said earlier in the episode that I had to get something off my chest. You and did. I mean, it's been 45 minutes and I still haven't got it off my chest. So Have at it, big fella. It's a new segment that I've come up with. And I might actually, I was thinking about this, I might actually integrate this into next season as well. It's Love called it. I'm in no mood. And that's when something really annoys me. Let's just, no get, mood. Let's yeah. just get the opener. I am having a very bad day. I'm in no mood. I'm in no mood. Now. I like it. I Here have, we go. This is. Oh, this is fun. And he's even got the intro music for it too. I've got the intro music Let's ready to go. It. What yeah. aren't you in the mood for? <laughs> this made me so angry. Now, I have many pet hates. I have many things that annoy me. Yeah. One of the things that really grinds my bloody gears is when people who don't actually follow an NBA team uh, and yeah. people who don't actually really follow the NBA, and you find it more from Australians as opposed to people yes. in the US. What Say is it. it. Where are you going? They tend to only post a story or a post on Instagram <laughs> so true. when the team that just won the championship won a championship. Facts. And the caption is normally, we did it, boys. Oh, oh God, it grinds my Do, do you want to name goodness. drop anyone? We're not name dropping people. You know who you are I out know. there. Ooh. There's a few people out there who, you know I'm, who you I'm are. looking directly at. But that is absolutely disgusting. To, I'm and with you. Yeah, th no. th these people are generally the people who jump from team to team depending on who wins the championship. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. <laughs> no, no, well, Lee's different because he's gone for a team who's been god-awful this year. Yeah. So oh, not and god he signed awful. a contract in fairness He did well. sign a contract. He's, no, not god-awful. Can I back you up? Because I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yes. I, I hate it. That's one of the, the bits I, I hate most as well about, you know, the culmination of the season. You see all these little people come out of the woodwork yes. who yeah. don't, don't care at all. No. Didn't watch a game, probably didn't even watch any of the playoff series. And especially you know? the Warriors, I think, that they won because they're, yes. they can, they're just riding on the coattails. Oh, and mate. they're one of those teams that people just flock to. I saw a good half a dozen, I reckon, after the Warriors won. The people who I know for a fact don't really follow the basketball and don't really follow a certain team. You know what would be great next year? Yeah. Somehow, by the grace of God, the Detroit Pistons win the championship. <laughs> oh, yeah. And all these man. people, all these people come out. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Motor City's back. <laughs> Motor City. Here we go. Like, it's revving up. Oh, oh, it's absolutely. I'm glad I'm not alone there. No. Because throughout the course of my day, I was angry enough as it was that we went down. Actually, I was sad, but then it culminated into anger because I saw these posts. I saw the stories. I was like, I know you do is. not go for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. It was exactly right. like that, Nick. Red yeah. flag. And um, where's my red flag? But anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely disgusting. And you should be ashamed of yourself. So. And a segment, give us the name again for us. Um, 
it's a working name, but I think for this week, I'm in no mood, and I think I'll bring, be bringing a hell of a lot more of these next season. I like well. it. Mm. I like it, mate. It doesn't even have to be like a, a, a designated segment each week. Like, just if just something grinds my mad. ears, I'm bringing in the I'm in no mood. Yeah, I'll bring it back periodically. That's Good from you, and I love the effort that you went for the inaugural instalment to have the theme music ready to go. Fair play to you. Leave it till last. Fellas, let's move ahead. We could no doubt spend hours upon hours Mm. discussing everything from the NBA Finals, but we better move ahead because the NBA Draft is next week. Last installment of Draft Deep Dive. Last one. Mm. We we know how to swim with the big boys. Lee? Um, I'm swimming in, like, not the the kiddie pool end. He's up to his ankles? No, you I'm haven't up, been much of a swimmer over the last. Few I'm up weeks. to my shoulders. He's up to his shoulders. Working on the deep. tan and the beach, but not so yep. much the uh, the, <laughs> the swimming strokes. Yep. yep. What have you got for us, Lee? Who have we got? I've got Big Mark. I've got Mark Williams. Anyone have Mark? What Williams? a white, oh. basic, boring name. <laughs> I mean, fall from grace from Benedict and you've gone from Johnny Benedict to Mark. It, it might be a basic name. You said it's a white name. This guy is seven two out of Duke, and I can tell you, he's not white. Okay. I'll tell you that. Okay. He's 19 years old. He's averaged at Duke about 11.7 rebounds, three blocks, this yeah, guy. Absolute boy. anchor on defense, um, especially with his rim, rim protection um, ability. He's got a 7-7 wingspan. That's big. 7-7. 9-9 standing reach. So oh, whenever he's under the bucket, he's you know he's a he's a defensive threat. Wait, standing reach 9-9? Standing reach of 9-9. Uh, what's it? Hook's 10-foot, is it? Yeah. Holy he's shit. a big boy. Mm. Yeah. Um, offensively, his finishing is outstanding. He's okay. an absolute lob threat. If he's under the basket with the ball, he's absolutely throwing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say he's probably one of the best rebounders in the draft as well. He can. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen him um, a lot of the time um, get it off the glass and put it back in, but he's yep. also good at you know just giving those second and third opportunities to his teammates. Now, we've always got to talk about the downside we and do. the things that need improvement. Mm-hmm. Because of his size, he's not the fastest guy um, on the court. And when it comes to switches, he, he tends to struggle, especially on guards, just keeping up. Um, but, you know, if you're seven, I don't know if you're, what was he, seven two, you're going to struggle with seven that. Two, that is a big piece of wood there, isn't it? That is some tall timber. It's <laughs> a huge piece of timber. Not <laughs> the hewn pine, though. We've got some of the biggest trees <laughs> in the world down here. Yes. Not the yep. best passer. Uh, on the team either, but given his position, you can't ask for much. But I, I do ask that he does the bare minimum. As long as he <laughs> makes some smart passes, good timing, yep. you know, prevents turnovers, then he's doing his job. Um, so in in essence, defensively, I think whatever team he goes on, he's going to make a massive impact. Yep. It's a very strong finisher. He's a high-level rebounder. Mm-hmm. Big Mark, Mark Williamson. Or where Mark where Williams. are we projecting for this guy? We're, project- we're projecting mid first and with okay. with the Hornets with the 13th and 15th pick Ooh. and we're short of a big man. Ooh. Wouldn't mind seeing Big Mark over that and, is um, a big man indeed. Over in Charlotte. Comparisons, I think he looks like a bit like Clint Cabella, Mo Bamba. I don't know if the sounds of sounds of that sounds right to you. Yeah. So like Clint- a rebounding blocks beast. Yeah. Yep. Put it away under the rim. Who's yep. that real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clint's, 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 I'm just working that through my head. Clint's probably a pretty good comparison there. Yep. Big yeah. Mark. Big Mark. Watch can out he, for the can name. Can he get down to Mark the court, Williams. courts tomorrow and change his name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like straight down to the magistration, get that changed into something fun like uh, Wait until you're saying Like another league. Benedict. Okay, now, we've, we we do love our nicknames. We what do. can we give 
Big Mark as a nickname. Well, got, Big like, Mark is a nickname. That's what everyone calls him. Marky really? Mark and the Funky Bunch? Yeah, Big Mark. Pretty <laughs> good vibrations? No, not Marky Mark and the Funks. <laughs> that, 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 oh, I might actually catch. start calling him that just because Because if, came he, with... if you think if he goes to a team with like small players, yeah. like he could put them around his arm and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, it's a bit left field, but I don't yeah. mind it. Imagine him as well. Like Mark Wahlberg in the old underwear commercial, does he have oh. that spec on him? I wouldn't <laughs> say he rig? does. Oh, I mean, he's got it all right, Rick. Oh. But Big Mark, just leave big it biceps. at Big Mark. Big Simple. Mark. <laughs> I, well, love I, I was Big Mike, wasn't it, in the uh, the blind side? Big Mike. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Not Big Mark. Big Mike. Oh, sad. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, how deep are you swinging? Um, oh, sort of deep, not too deep, but deep enough. Yeah. Um, we've covered a lot of guards, and we've covered just quickly. Yes. Shallow enough that you have enough energy to come save me? Like, do you have enough in the tank? <laughs> Mate, by the sounds of it, you've got the full snorkel gear going down to the bloody bottom deep, of the deep Pacific. Deep scuba trip. Oh, yeah. dear. Oh. No, my, my balls are under, I reckon. That's that's about how far I am. Um, as I was saying, like, we've covered on this segment, I've noticed over the last few weeks, a lot of guards and a lot of small forwards. And it was only until Lee just then had brought up a legitimate big man yeah. um, that makes his bread and butter under the rim yep. and around the rim. Likewise, I have another big man who I'm really excited to see after looking a bit more into him. He's one that will probably go about 8 to 15 thereabouts. It's a fairly wide window. That is a little nut tickler. Yeah, yes. it is a little nut tickler. By the name of Jalen Duran. Yes, okay. Okay. Have we heard of Jalen? Heard, heard the name, but heard, heard good things too. Him. So in his freshman season, he averaged 12 points eight rebounds and two blocks. So likewise with um, Big, Big Mark, Mark. Yeah. Um, he's a guy who is eating up the boards okay. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, but he's got a bit offensively as well. Now, he, in terms of the offensive end, he makes his money with, I guess, finishing around the rim, as a lot of big men do. And he, I mean, he makes a lot of um, finish lobs. Yeah, okay. So he's got a really good vertical. So he's always an option to finish sort of up and around the rim Anytime he's within a few feet of the rim, geez, he's just making it um, automatic. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, on the defensive end as well, back to that um, verticality that he has as well, he's just a threat every single time the ball's going up because he's got a – I think he's got a 7-5 wingspan. What was your boy? 7-7. Seven, seven, so. oh, yeah, geez, so that makes Scotty Duran look funny. But, um, <laughs> What's his standing reach? No, oh, I don't know his standing reach, unfortunately. But it's nine, nine. Yes. Um, so when I was looking online, um, it looks like Duran will be one of the best big men in this draft, mm -hmm. it, like legitimate big men. They're, they're all big men, but I'm talking like legitimate centres, guys who will, um, you know, make their money in and around um, the paint. Yep. Um, and for a, for a team to potentially get him mid-first round would be an absolute steal. Not quite sure if he'll make it that far, but keep an eye on him. Um, one of the other upsides for him is the fact that he's one of the youngest players in this draft, which means that he's got plenty of time to work on his game. Um, got the frame there now. He can just iron out the actual skill set going. Skill set, yeah. He's got a yeah. lot of time. Sometimes these bigger boys, as we've seen, take a little while to get going and it might they might not hit their strides until they a few years. into their body, don't they, sometimes? Yeah. We saw it with Giannis. Yeah. We saw yeah. it with Dwight Howard. He came into the league and got absolutely bullied and yeah. then he turned into, for a couple of years, the best big man in he the league. He can't fit to a door, I don't reckon. Old his shoulders. He's got some shoulders <laughs> massive. Absolute. Massive oh. shoulders. Now that's a nice boulder. Um, but yeah, he's he's um, going to be impressive. Now I'll get onto the constructive criticism. Not much from me actually, yep. but I think just the fact that 
from all reports, he's a, he's pretty reliant on getting those lobs and getting those sort of in and around the paint baskets. Mm-hmm. He's post game leaves a lot to be desired for a big man from what yep. I'm hearing. He's got the body, obviously, from what I've said, yeah. but he just doesn't have the skill set around baby his back, back to the basket. Yeah, yeah Baby doesn't have back, unfortunately, um, in Duran's case. So um, not yet, but um, plenty to look forward to. Nickname Duran Duran, is that just... That's the, good. That just, I like that. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm happy Low with hanging that. fruit, you're happy with that? No, I'm happy with <laughs> I'm very happy with okay, that. You nailed it in one, hole in one. But, yeah, Jalen Duran. Excellent. Well, JD. JD. Wow. Well, what? <laughs> That's oh, a brother. I might just piss off and get out of the way here. I feel like a bit of a dickhead in the middle now. It would have been great if I had said it. Well. <laughs> I feel a bit What about the end of the pod? No, good stuff, fellas. Well, for me, I'm going for a player. This is by far the deepest. As I said, the Mariana oh, Trench. Going for number 60. We're going for a player who might go undrafted. Going looking really? for the Titanic. Jeez, Maybe gross. late to second round to undrafted. Yeah. Oh, God. So oh. he might not even be in the draft. I'm going for a player I've seen live back yeah. with that Usman Deng Australian NBL, yeah. you know, mm. line. Oh, my Luke mind. Travers. Travers. Big yes. Travers from the Perth Wildcats. Now, I think it's almost just injustice that he's been regarded this this lowly. Yeah. Um, I think it is really poor. He spent the last few seasons with the Perth Wildcats. Fantastic player. 20, 20 years old, should I say, mm. standing at six foot seven, 207 pounds. So he's got a nice frame on him, but he's still quite agile as well. Uh, it's classified as a guard, but we've seen him play forward as well. So he's quite almost a utility player. Which, versatile. Uh, versatile, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We love that. Um, saw a great uptick in all statistical categories this year. 7.8 points, 5.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists, steal and a block a game. Mm. Um, granted, he only played 22 minutes a night. So his stats, you know, the points per game, all those counting stats aren't as high as, you know, some of these college blokes playing more minutes. Yeah. Mm. But again, I take into great account playing in a men's league. I'm, mm. I'm huge on this at the minute. Mm-hmm. We've seen it progress with players like Lamelo, Giddy, all these other guys playing their trade from the NBL into the NBA now. Yep. So I think that bodes really well for him. Um, he, You know what I love as well? Mm. What? He's played under the guidance of Bryce Cotton, arguably yeah. one of the best players in NBL history. I think that is nothing but beneficial, having that exposure to a player who's really at the peak, peak level. Mm. Um, Elite shooter. And it, it's awesome seeing that increased responsibility for him this season. Uh, he was invited to the NBA G League camp as well mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, he did quite well. Making you notes. Know, coming up against uh, Sharif O'Neal, all these other cool cats floating yeah. around there. Yeah, right. Not all got invited. So he, he made the cut. He was one of only nine players to go 10 of 10 in the free throw drill. Was he? Which, efficient. Yeah, efficient. You yeah. know, all the other shooting drills, he was, you know, middle of the road. He was all right. But mm. the free throws, you love to see it. So it shows that he's. His techniques there as yeah, well. Absolutely. It um, is. Positives. Let's use that. Great versatility. We're high on versatility, boys. So we love that. You're most needed in the NBA. And he's got good size. He's got great size if you look at him as a guard. Mm. You know, middle of the range, maybe slightly undersized as a forward, but he can play both, which is awesome. And he's quite quick and agile given his size, mm. both laterally and up and down. Yep. Um, good explosiveness off one or both feet, particularly off the left foot. Very, 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 very proficient at getting up off that very, left foot there. Yep. Under the rim, he's a bit of a lob threat as well, mm. as well as exploding for the boards as well. Um, and finishing at the rim, like mm. that's one of his best strengths. Saw that in person a couple of times this year. Saw him uh, actually went with the work crew and he put on a bit of a clinic, him, Vic Law and Bryce Cotton there. Mm. Uh, moves his feet well to get into position. 
as the primary defender now, I'll make that a keynote. As the primary defender, really good. Yeah. Really good IQ, really good movement. Sometimes gets a little bit caught out when he's secondary or, you know, I'll, I'll touch on that mm. in a moment. Mm. Has a good shot set, uh, a set shot, should I say. <laughs> but that's the thing, set shot being the key word, though. He has quite a slow release and isn't great off the dribble. Okay. But he's set shot, and it's something I saw an interview with him last night with the, the Pacers organisation. Um, that, that's something he's really tried to iron out what in his last month or two over in the States, that, that shot and getting that up to NBA level. Um, and his vision's impeccable. His passing is, you know, quality. And he rate, he makes reads very, very quickly, mm-hmm. even before the ball gets to him. And it's almost like touch passes. Yep. Yep. So he's got quite a well-rounded skill set. I think he's going to be a competent two-way player at the minute. He's probably showing a little more on the defensive end. But there is a lot of, you know, gr- room for growth there, which I like about him. On the things to work on, you know, as I said, isn't great off shooting off, the, off movement. Mm-hmm. Um, needs to be a little more planted seen so far but i think that's been ironed out in his last couple of weeks with teams um needs to get quicker on his release which is a big one and again something yep. all these you know once you've got the mechanics you can start to speed yes, that up yeah so that'll come um and he isn't the best as a secondary defender his, his handle's pretty loose as well um but with that like as a secondary defender he sometimes kind of gets caught ball watching mm-hmm. and kind of, again another you know i've mentioned that with most players but they kind of get left on the back door cut yep um so when he's primary quality secondary needs a little bit of work and i think you know these nba you know coaches and mm. teams are, are going to be on his ass for that mm-hmm. you know they'll iron that out very very quickly so a player expected second round to undrafted but i think he's got a, a place in the league oh Gen, I've actually kind of forgot about Travers, but from because I think I watched him in preseason. Yep, and maybe from, his mark in the last finals, not this season, the finals before. He last. won most improved player the previous season. Yeah, rookie. He? Yep, a yep. rookie was it? Yeah, yeah it might have been rookie. Uh, yeah, uh, he got second this season. That's right. Yeah, so yep. But it just goes to show that he he was making an impact in the NBL, and the NBL, as we've raved about all season, is one of the legitimately good leagues in the yep. world. Yep. Um, so if he goes undrafted, I think that's that's pretty stiff by Luke Travis. And you can't not have a player in this draft who has a mullet. Like he has got <laughs> it's a non-negotiable. He has got an incredible mullet on him. Yes, he does. So he's got a spot within the league. And he's got Travis. a dirty mo to he go with. He does it. have a dirty mo yeah. as well, but I think he's been severely, severely underrated. And I think he could be one of the hidden gems in this year's draft because mm. somebody's getting you know, nickels on the dollar there for him. I think I agree. And boy, oh boy, did you go deep there, Nick? Deep, far out. Deep. I, w- I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't wasn't expecting potentially undrafted, but but I was in love. You, go. no. you know, and it's I can just bear, I guess, a little more weight to it. You know, as I said with Usman Deng last week and yep. and Travis this week, having seen these players in person, um, you get a little bit more of a, I guess, an attachment towards them, mm. and also yes, you get a better look at what they're actually doing on the court as mm. opposed to watching the highlight videos. Yeah, so, I'm with which, you. It only outlines the good stuff normally, doesn't it? Yes, so. it does. Fellas, Draft Deep Dive has come and gone for another season. Love it. The draft next week, we will recap all the news that comes out from that. Sure to be huge. Sure when to be is some draft? Some 23rd? Action. The 23rd today is the 16th. 17th, so it's next Thursday. So, mm-hmm. um, huge. Cannot yeah. wait for that one, fellas. Me too. I guess for yourself, fun. Lee, looking forward to seeing what the Hornets can do, hopefully picking up your, big- your big mic there. Mark, but yes. Big Mark. I've, big got, Mark. I've got big Mike Wars stuck in my head now. It's Mark Sandra, Mark and the Sa- Sandra Bullock and what a great, what a great movie. What a what a great story. You, you're a big. You'd be a big one for rom coms, right, Nick? 
I'm a huge one for rom-coms. Yeah, a bit of Matty McConaughey type yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, I figured it was, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, I was thinking, no, wait, is Blindside's not a rom-com, is it? But no, no I love Matthew McConaughey. Yes, You've read I the book either. as well. I've read so some So don't pretend you don't love it. I love Matthew McConaughey. Oh, but you're, what a heartthrob. You're more of a um, 51st States kind of guy, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Oh, uh, how to no. Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Adam Sandler. I think yeah, that's a good Yeah, no, but I was just referring oh. to any rom-com. Any rom <laughs> Yeah, I do love a rom-com. Yes. Favourite rom-com quickly? Favourite rom-com. Um, Wedding Crash is good. Wedding Wedding Crash. Wedding Crash is is my favorite. Yeah, that is good. That's just an out and out comedy, isn't it? What a absolute barrel of Anything with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> oh, I can't. I, I, I can go deep here. Jeez, yeah, that's a deep hole. I'm yeah, to we're starting to unwind here, lads. But what a massive episode. What a way to end the regular season or to end the season, should I say. Bro, yes. commiserations for yourself. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a been a tough day. I won't lie. And How many boxes of tissues? My guess, is, I reckon the over under is one and a half. I'll yeah. say two. Uh, yeah, you're you're on the money. There. On the money yeah. there. Yep. Taking care of a lot Mate, of Mate, you'll bounce back next year. Lee, off season now. We're yes. getting close to seeing our teams once again, aren't we? We are. God, I'm excited. You guys have been in off season for a few Mate, months. I have, I've, I've actually forgotten who is on our squad at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Right, but you know the LeBron's the ADs, but bar that, who's there? Everything else that's not nailed down, they're gone. Yes. It's out of here. Yep. So we've got a new coach as well. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Fellas, we look forward to breaking down everything next week from the draft. The news is going to be flowing thick and fast. Big, 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 big congrats. Congratula- <laughs> I'm losing the pod. Getting late here. Too, big, now, big congratulations to the Warriors and everyone involved, yes. all the fans, all the players. Steph Curry first and foremost. Yep. because he, he deserved that, like, seven-minute talk we had about him. He, he really did. Really did. Yep. He is another player, you know, he's, there's not many who have done it. You know, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan who have really transcended the game and mm. altered the game. Mm. He's probably the one who's done it the most. Him and Michael have altered the game forever. Yep. Cannot take this guy for granted. Just the way he just puts up shots and just... a comparison between him and Shaq. What Shaq did in regards to kind of being such a force and changing the game as just being that big man at the rim yep. who just dominated, you couldn't stop him. Steph's done the same for players, yeah. but 30 feet further. Beyond the arc, yeah. yeah. I, um, I saw at the end of this... Um, finals game clay thompson was like dancing with steph curry and said he said we we make threes and win championships and that's, and that's, what, they do. that's what they do i love it can't wait to recap all the teams guys be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials we're going to be breaking everything down over the off season we cannot wait hope you enjoy it enjoy a bit of time off ball and guys from lee Rowan, myself we'll talk to you soon love you bye, bye.